This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. I want to continue our discussion of systemic injustice and racism, but slightly change lanes to focus on one element of the U.S. criminal justice system that has yet to really get the kind of critical inspection it deserves, and that's our public defender system. According to my next guest, it is a broken system and one that impacts more than 80% of people who interact with the court system, a disproportionate number of whom, of course, are non-white and who are poor. Jonathan Rapping is a law professor, a MacArthur Grant awardee, and the author of a new book called Gideon's Promise, a public defender movement to transform criminal justice. Jonathan Rapping, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks so much, Stephen. It's really great to be with you and your audience. Yes. So uh, your book offers a blueprint for criminal justice reform that really radically reimagines how public defense would work. Before we get into some of what you propose, though, can you start by telling me why you decided to write this book now? What, what, what got you interested in public defense in 2021? Yeah, absolutely. So, so first, just just to be clear, I appreciate the, the shout out about the book, and it is a book about our broken public defender system. But more than that, it really is a book about a vision to transform our current criminal legal system and the critical role that public defenders play. And I started my career as a public defender over 25 years ago, and I didn't appreciate um, the critical role public defenders play more broadly hmm. in ensuring justice uh, for marginalized communities. I was a public defender in Washington, D.C., and after a decade, I moved to Georgia, and I started doing work in Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, New Orleans, and I started to appreciate how much the system takes really good people and shapes them into human beings who help process other human beings into cells. Mm. Um, I, I met young, passionate public defenders who cared very much about justice and they, within a couple of years, had the passion beaten out of them. And before you knew it, they were either quitting or they were just becoming resigned to a system that processed people. And so my wife and I founded Gideon's Promise really not just to train public defenders to be excellent, but to build a community to resist injustice and ultimately to be engines, to be the conscience of a system, to force us to look inside and recognize that our ideals don't live up to the rhetoric uh, of our constitution. And so um, I, I envision public defenders as critical because they partner with communities, give voice to people who have been silenced, and help us see the humanity of people who have been dehumanized mm. in the system over the years. Yeah. So uh, there are certainly listeners who are not familiar with uh, Gideon v. Wainwright, which is mm -hmm. the, the Supreme Court ruling in the 1960s that, that really frames uh, the modern public defense system that we have. Just, just give our listeners a, a, a recap of that and, and where we've gone in the years since to the system that you say is broken. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Gideon v. Wainwright is the Supreme Court case decided in 1963 where the court said that people can't get justice in America's courts without a lawyer. And that if we believe in justice, we have to make sure that every person who can't afford a lawyer has one, that a, a, a lay person, the, the system is too complex to navigate for a lay person alone. And so 
I think most simply, Gideon versus Wainwright was about ensuring everyone had a qualified, capable, well-trained, caring lawyer in order to make sure justice was achieved. But I think if that's all we understand about Gideon, we don't understand it uh, enough. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's important to point out that Gideon was decided in 1963, which was a year when the nation was really grappling with widespread civil rights abuses in all walks of life, housing, voting, commerce, marginalized communities, black and brown communities were discriminated against. And, and the nation was undertaking an effort through legislation like the Voting Rights Act, through court opinions like Brown versus Board of Education. It was an effort to, to ensure that the promise of equal justice was realized in all walks of life. And Gideon was the case that recognized that that also had to be the case in the criminal legal system. Hmm. It promised everyone a lawyer to make that reality uh, come true. We are now 60 years almost removed Mm -hmm. from Gideon versus Wainwright, and that promise has never been fulfilled. Um, Roughly 80% of the people in the country depend on public defenders, as you mentioned. And those public defenders are almost across the board, beaten down, overwhelmed, underfunded, some carrying two, three, four hundred cases at a time, and public defenders. States have never lived up to the promise of Gideon. Instead, they have put public defenders in a position of having to very efficiently process human beings into cells. Mm -hmm. And public defenders have been used to fuel mass incarceration. And in this book, I envision a world where public defenders actually uh, lead a charge to decarcerate, to end mass incarceration, to actually help us realize equal justice. Hmm. So um, you have an organization uh, named after Gideon called Gideon's Promise. Uh, Tell me about the mission of that work and how your family's experience with the criminal justice system informs it. Yeah, no, I I appreciate you asking that. And I was listening to your your last segment, and I think it is really important to recognize that we are a day removed from the one-year anniversary mm-hmm. um, of the murder of George Floyd. And, and, and what I do want to point out is that while I think that that brutal killing turned the nation's attention to the very real violence that black and brown people experience in the streets, I think what, what is often um, not addressed, what often goes unnoticed is that most people survive police encounters and they are thrown into a criminal legal system where they're subjected to a very, uh, a different kind of violence, a, 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 an invisible, normalized, routinized violence that happens when there are no cell phone cameras on, when CNN isn't watching. And it's a violence that, that happens when people are thrown into Jails, presumed innocent, but forced to sit in jail because they can't afford money bonds. They're overcharged. They're oversentenced. And that violence that happens every day, public defenders work to interrupt that every day. It is very connected to the killings of people like George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Rashad Brooks. So so really, that that brings me to your question about my family and and Gideon's Promise. And I think I I co-founded Gideon's Promise with my wife who's not a lawyer. Um, Her her experience with the criminal legal system happened when she was five years old was her first experience. Her father was arrested for crimes he'd been, uh, uh, that he had committed years earlier. 
And by the time he was arrested, he had turned his life around. He converted to Islam. He got married uh, to a wonderful woman. He had three children with one on the way. My, my, my wife was the oldest at five. He had become a small business owner. Um, they lived in a, an all-black community in Buffalo, New York. And he was arrested and, and accused of crimes he'd committed years earlier and given a public defender who was likely well-intentioned but overwhelmed, under-resourced. And that public defender never told his story. And without his story being told, he was processed through the system and sentenced to 10 years in Attica. And my wife grew up knowing her father from behind bars. And what she always says that moved me is, you know, what was even more challenging than growing up knowing my father from behind bars was coming to the realization that the people I love don't matter. Most men in her life were impacted by the criminal legal system. And what was most striking to me was that the person who primarily delivered that message to her and her family was a public defender Mm. without even realizing it. That lawyer didn't appreciate that his actions or inactions not only impacted the man standing next to him, but impacted a five-year-old child, her siblings, her family, her community. And there are five-year-old children just like my wife all across the country who are getting the message from the system that we don't matter. If public defenders don't appreciate the need to be allies to communities, to learn the stories that are not being heard, to listen to the voices that are being silenced, and to help amplify them in spaces where their entire lives depend on it, we can't have equal justice. And so Gideon's promise really is born out of many stories like that that help us realize that public defenders are about so much more than what happens in the courtroom in individual cases. They are about helping impacted communities who are led to the criminal legal system because of a lack of housing, because of a lack of good education, because of a lack of health care, mental health services. Um, All those things bring people to systems where they need public defenders to stop and say, let's look behind the case, see the human being and treat them like someone that we love and care about. Hmm. Hmm. I'm talking with Jonathan Rapping. He's a law professor at Atlanta's John Marshall Law School. He's also a MacArthur Award winner and an author of the new book, Gideon's Promise, a public defender movement to transform criminal justice. We're talking about what could be done to enhance the public defender system in this country, to enhance the service that it provides to so many people, so many people who are poor, so many people who are non-white, they get uh, very, very short shrift in too many cases because of the overload uh, on public defenders. Uh, Before we run out of time, uh, Jonathan, I I, want to have you talk about what a well-functioning public defender office might look like Uh, In the book, you're really reframing uh, the criminal justice system in, as you say, in in large scale. Uh, But talk about what the public defender office should be. Yeah, happy to do that. And I also would be remiss, given that I'm on a radio station in Detroit, not to give a nod to the public defender office in Detroit, Neighborhood Mm -hmm. Defender Services of Detroit, Mm -hmm. which is uh, led and was started by Shante Parker, who is a graduate of Gideon's Promise, our program. She started her career as a public defender in New Orleans, which was one of our first partners. Um, and, and NDS is is 
one of a growing number of public defender offices across the country that recognize that public defenders have to do more than just represent people really well in court. And, and that's critical. And NDS does that. And the offices we work with, which is now we're in more than half the states, do that. But they also recognize that we have to be trusted allies to communities. Communities have to see public defender offices as the lawyers who they can go to when they have problems that lead them to the criminal legal system. And that's much broader than just criminal problems. And so well-functioning public defender offices first have to be populated with lawyers who don't just see this as a job. It is their mission. They, they have a mindset, a heart set committed to working with the communities that they serve. They are excellent trial lawyers, but they also are lawyers who have resources like social workers and mitigation specialists and investigators who are able to address all of the challenges, all of the problems that bring people to the system, who can work with them to, to, to get employment and employment training, to get um, housing, to get education to deal with substance abuse or mental health issues. Um, well-functioned, well, well-funded public defender offices really work in partnership with communities. And that's level one. And I think level two, just to say very quickly, is that they then become the conscience of the system. And well-functioning public defender offices remind judges and prosecutors and probation officers um, of the human beings that they so often reduce to the worst thing they've ever done to the case file. And so internally, public defenders serve communities. Externally, they transform systems. Yeah. Okay. The book is Gideon's Promise, a public defender movement to transform criminal justice. And the author is Jonathan Rapping. Uh, Jonathan, it was really great to have you here for this conversation. Thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate the time, Stephen. Thank you going to do it for us today. I'll be back tomorrow when we're going to take a look at the new Wayne State Holistic Defense Pilot Program, which aims to address clients' legal and social support. This is 1019 WDETFM, Detroit's NPR station, your, con- your com- connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow. <laughs>